Hey guys, thanks for listening in to episode 14 of The Daily Pod. Uh, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about a player that I'm currently prospecting uh, in basketball. Um, I mean, prospecting might not be the correct term in this case because he has been in the league for two seasons now, um, but it's still a player who has shown signs of potential, who hasn't quite... Um, been able to break out on their own yet but it's definitely shown flashes of a lot of potential um but yeah let me just jump right in here so a player that i've been looking at recently uh similarly to how i was looking at uh shea gildress alexander and for those of you who know me know that uh shea gildress alexander was a guy that i picked up on early um was able to get quite a few cards of his um, early on um, when they were still pretty cheap. Uh, and then this guy now is a guy that definitely not the same situation, but um, that I personally see a lot of potential in. Um, and that is Gary Trent Jr. on the Portland Trailblazers. I know for a lot of you, uh, I know for at least some of you, you're going to be like, what the heck? Why is this a guy that, you know guy who averaged only about what was it like nine points per game only like 21 minutes per game um for the in the season uh wasn't you know for most of the season a huge impact for the Blazers um but don't you worry I have my reasons uh first off let's look at his shooting percentages uh he shot from three uh 41.8 from three i mean that's it's a pretty great percentage there field goal percentage was 44.4 uh free throw percentage 82.2 um some really great uh stats there um he was getting up even in like his with his averages he was still getting up 4.43s a game um so i mean you know looking at him you know and what i see he's a good uh defensive threat as well so you got the three a three and d player um who in my mind has having watched him in the bubble uh and later in the season uh i was really impressed with his play he's definitely a guy that i think has a lot of potential uh and i'm going to talk more about that but let's just jump into kind of what we saw from him this season um starting out the season definitely didn't get many minutes i mean it was you know five to 15 minutes a game uh maybe 21 here you know here and there something like that uh through um most of the first couple months of the season and then once we got to uh january his minutes did start to pick up a little bit uh and we go to mid-january he had uh quite the game against the uh, Thunder. He played uh, 36 minutes. Leading up to this, he had got increased minutes before. But in this game, he got 36 minutes in the game, scored 30 points um, on 5 for 9, 3 point shooting, 12 for 18 from the field, um, th- three steals in that game. Uh, steals are definitely, he definitely put gets up decent steals when he's um, having an impact in the game. Um, so that kind of started kind of a new trajectory for him for the remainder of the season. Um, 
you know, he played more minutes and following, you know, following that point. I know they dealt with some injuries and stuff, and that was part of the reason why his minutes were increased. But he was definitely a solid contributor for the team, was putting up, um, you know, good numbers for them, was getting up shots. Uh, You know, as I think this might have been when CJ McCollum was hurt during this period of time. Um, But he was definitely uh, playing well, looked like a great... uh, scoring option on the team um i mean you know you go into uh what was it february in february he did have he played more consistently 20 15 to 30 minutes per game um was putting up you know not the most consistent numbers scoring wise but you know as being a more uh second or or third option probably a third option maybe fourth option uh, through this time, you know, his consistency of scoring is going to, you know, depend on matchup and matchups and stuff like that. But definitely, you know, my eyes, I saw some impressive stuff, um, you know, going through that in the season, some scoring kind of slowed down a little bit, uh, especially in some of the games. But when we look what he did in the bubble, I mean, he scored, it was like 21, 16, 27, 22, 5, 11, and 16. So the majority of those games he played uh, very well, was a very impactful player. I mean, he, through those games, averaged more than one steal per game. He was very aggressive on defense. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch him. He was hitting threes uh, throughout throughout those games for sure. Um, you know, against the Lakers, the Lakers kind of took it to the Blazers. Um, he didn't do, you know, quite as well in those games, uh, but he was still playing very aggressive. Um, I'm definitely so like through that. He's definitely been a player I see with a lot of upside. Um, he is, if I remember correctly, he's under contract through this uh, upcoming season, and then after that, he will be a free agent going into the next season. So I think for a team, you know, there's a couple of things that I could see happening here. Um, currently, the Blazers. Uh, They do have quite a few wings that will be coming back in this next season. Uh, So how that looks is, you know, you have Rodney Hood who, I mean, he's returning from Achilles, uh, an Achilles tear. So not sure, you know, where he'll be at. You know, you have Carmelo, you have, who's a free agent. So potentially might might not be coming back. You have um, Trevor Ariza. Um, Those are some guys on the team um, that, you know, might, you know, eat into the, his potential, and then obviously CJ McCollum as a starting shooting guard. Um, we'll see if the Blazers can make any significant moves. Uh, if they do make any major trades, um, trading any of those guys, I do think CJ might be um, might be a guy that they consider trading. Um, if that's the case, and Gary Trent Jr. would do, were to move up into the starting shooting guard role. I think he's definitely uh, starting shooting guard material in the league. He's only 21 years old, still a super young guy, lots of potential there. Um, he's 6'5", two, 209 pounds, so solid size for a shooting guard. Um, I think, you know, he has a lot of potential uh, for, you know, so look, seeing how he was able to break out on a team with a lot of guards, um, with some impressive ones as well. I think he has a lot of potential. So I kind of see this playing out, you know, like I was saying, 
a couple ways. If they make a major trade where they trade out some pieces to where it opens up time for him, which I think he's uh, definitely got the ability to do so. Or if he's part of a trade, um, I, yeah, and so a trade piece. So if he's part of the trade or space opens up for him through that, be cool to see him uh, get traded to another team where he has a lot more opportunity. Um, another uh, possibility is, you know, once he is a free agent after the season, um, I think he could demand more money than probably the Blazers could end up paying and he ends up at a different team. Uh, if that's the case, then I do think he um, has the uh, opportunity to really um, to really, you know, stand out on a on another team, a team that takes a shot at him as their you know starting shooting guard. Um, be interesting to see what what type of team that was. It'd be cool, you know. Best scenario I think for him would be to play for a team where they're, you know, looking for that score. Um, somebody who, you know, a young guy to come in who's kind of developed uh, and fill in that role where he can. Um, have a little bit more freedom within the offense uh, and then defense be impactful. I think, you know, defensively, you know, they were, they were having him guard LeBron. I mean, he's a, he's a shooting guard. And I mean, he was getting, he was getting pretty up, pretty beat up by LeBron in the playoff series. But when you're saying, Oh, you at six, five are our best defender for LeBron. I don't know if that's <laughs> saying much because it's the Blazers defense, but obviously they believed in him and his defense. Um, and, you know, even though he might not have been great against him in that series, uh, I do think it speaks to uh, how good of a defender he is. I think, you know, his defense uh, will definitely keep him in the league in a um, valuable position in the league for you know, years to come, I'm buying my cards for the, for him, you know, some of them short term, if I get them super cheap and I'm like, Oh, I can flip this short term, but, uh, more long-term past this season, uh, or, you know, through until next season, because next season either, you know, he's a free agent or gets traded, um, something like that. So, um, but yeah, I just wanted to talk through, you know, a player that I believe in going forward. You know, I'm taking on risk with him because, you know, he's not currently in a situation where he's going to uh, go off and become a star of a team. But, um, and, you know, for a guy like Shea Gildress Alexander, I got on his stuff when he got traded. So there was a little bit more um, certainty about that. But, with the way of cards have gone, you have to be a little bit more early to the party to be able to get the deals that, um, to get the, you know, crazy deals that are still out there for stuff. So if there's, you know, let this be, you know, encouragement. If there's a guy that you believe in and you have reasons for it, don't let what other people say, you know, discourage you. Um, like I believe in him and there's definitely some people you know, who, um, you know, a caution against investing in Gary Trent Jr. Definitely respect their opinions, but it's a guy that I personally believe in and saw it just through watching the games and seeing how active he was in the games. The stats, I don't think, always speak their, for themselves in it. So he's a guy that I think is a high-impact player that uh, will be coveted in, you know, 
as he continues to develop in the next couple of years, especially the percentages he's hitting from three. Um, I mean, you see how guys like, you know, Kyle Korver, uh, JJ Redick, um, smart players who um, continue to just stick around because, you know, fundamentally they're good players. I think Gary Trent Jr., we'll see where his, um, you know, ceiling is, but I think he's a guy who can have a uh, long, um, solid career in the NBA. You know, that doesn't maybe bode extremely well for, you know, the price peaks. You kind of want somebody who can hit a peak and sell at that point. But I do think he has opportunity to, you know, go on a streak or go on a run when uh, potentially some another scorer is out and kind of take over some of that scoring responsibility. But as always, thank you guys for listening in. Um, excited to... Uh, in this next week, I have a card show out here in Portland. I'm excited to go with that. I'm going to be actually laying out some cards on the table first time for the first time. I'm looking to uh, make some sales while I'm there uh, to uh, free up some cash to go to Dallas. And I'm pretty pumped to go to Dallas and see what I can pick up there. I'm sure I'm going to see some cards that, you know, haven't hit eBay, uh, haven't been, you know, revealed. I think that's the cool thing about going to shows you tend to see things that you wouldn't normally see that are pretty awesome. Um, and it's cool to see what all different types of people are getting into. As always, thanks you guys for listening. Hope you all have a great day.